Welcome to Photomission Focus Discussion Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I wanted to reflect a little bit back on a trip I just did to Melbourne. As I mentioned in last week's podcast, that I was travelling to Melbourne to do some um, some business and some street photography. And there's a couple of really, I suppose, interesting things that I noticed while I was down there that I thought, you know, it's worth probably talking about. And that's about revisiting stuff that you kind of previously shot. And I had the situation where I had some spare time to be able to go back to a few sites that I'd shot. And when I got to these sites initially, I was really excited because there was a lot of lot of stuff there to photograph and it was kind of new and exciting and I'd never been there before. So it was kind of really kind of trying to take it all in through the lens. Thought, yep, spent a bit of time there. Thought, yeah, I've captured everything. That's fantastic. And I moved on to, I had a list of things there that I wanted to kind of get around to. So I moved on to the next, to the next site, repeated that process. Towards the end of the couple of days down there, I mean, I'd kind of been able to get to see everything I kind of had planned to see. And I had a bit of spare time. And I thought there was a couple of things I'd just go back because at different times of the day when you're shooting, particularly street art, you know, if you're shooting early in the morning, depending on where the sun is, where the location is, sometimes you can have, you know, bright spots of light coming through onto the art pieces and you're going to have some sections of it either under or overexposed because you can't kind of expose for that that dynamic range that with when you've got some really bright light shining on something. So a few of the places went, oh, maybe I can go back at a slightly different time of day and I can capture the photo again a little bit different, which I did. And one of the things that really surprised me that when I went back to the first site that I went back to, I went back there and I kind of got there and I immediately noticed some things that I hadn't noticed the first time. I had, like I'm thinking, how did I miss seeing that? Like that's so in your face. But I think I was so excited to be there and I was taking it all in and basically just kind of got blinded to the fact that there's some other stuff there as well. So I was really pleased that I actually went back and revisited those sites and I thought to myself, after that experience, I thought, I wonder at some of the other sites, did I miss stuff that potentially would be great to photograph? So I had that luxury of time so I could go back and revisit a few sites and to my surprise, on each site, when I got back there, I found something different again that I'd missed the first time. So I think it's kind of well worthwhile revisiting places. Sometimes if you've been to a place and you've shot shot there and you think, I've ticked that off my list, I've got, you know, I've got photographs from that area, I've seen it, that type of stuff. I'm kind of now like got a new way of thinking about these things about because of my experience just recently is that I had missed so much stuff with the first visit that I was able to pick up stuff in the second visit and again it was kind of it was quite surprising actually I mean I was really surprised on how many things that I just totally didn't see and again I haven't really had that experience because most times when I'm traveling I'm kind of in the spot get some shots and I move on and I don't come back and revisit it because usually it's a time time thing that you just don't have time to to come back to somewhere like you shoot it once and if you're traveling you're moving on and because I was actually yeah based in Melbourne for the five days that I was down there so which meant that I could go back and quite often going like one day would be 
going somewhere, I might have to go and visit someone, like one of my clients or something. And then, but on the way back, then I might have like might have already gone down a way that I'd previously gone down. And the other thing which was really interesting was so I started to when I was traveling down this, you know, to a different location, and I was traveling down the same street. Rather than walking on the same side of the street, each time I walked down the street, if it was a you know same street, I'd actually cross over and walk on the other side. And again, that's just so surprising that when you're walking on one side of the street, you see certain things, and that's what you see. And then when you actually cross over the other side of the street and walk in the same direction um, down a street that you've already been down maybe a couple of times, it's just amazing, again, what you see, the extra things, the extra details, the extra bits and pieces, because that just that different point of view just gives you a different, totally different look. And, you know, you can just see stuff that, that you missed the first time. And like I said, it's I thought, that's a really good, I suppose, point to bring to photographers that sometimes we can get kind of, I suppose, overwhelmed by what we're looking at and we kind of start missing some of the details so it's almost like when you go somewhere, you really kind of have to do a double take. When I say double take, is like look at it and then look, try and look at it again in a different in a different way, and look around and see what what potentially you might have missed the first time. And I think, like I said, it's the first time like I've really kind of noticed this phenomenon. And it's probably because most times, like I said, when I've shot an area, I've shot it and I moved on and I don't come back to it. So I think this was just. A bit of a, I suppose, maybe a, an exercise that I, I kind of learnt that having this opportunity to revisit somewhere and look, at, I've got sites that I go to in my home city of Brisbane where I go and photograph regularly, and I do, and I probably should realise that from just from that experience is that usually when you go and there's something new or you see something different because, but I've always put it down to the fact that oh well that's changed since last time I was here or that's been added since last time I was in this location where potentially it was probably there the last time and the time before and the time before that I had just totally missed it. So I think it's it's just that kind of, I suppose, thinking about the mindset about how we see things and how we can basically miss things. You know, I think there's, you know, that saying about hiding in plain sight and it's so true that sometimes there's stuff there that's, it's right in your right in your face, but you're just not seeing it. And I think as a photographer, I mean, we're usually pretty skillful at actually reading stuff and seeing stuff normally that other people don't see. But it's just interesting that even though we've got that skill to be able to see that the world that way, we still have the potential to miss stuff. And I think it's, like I said, something I hadn't really thought about and I really you know, was taken back by it. And that's why I thought, oh, next podcast, I'm going to really have a bit of a chat about this whole concept of the you know doing the second take so what I did with the trip to Melbourne just to kind of again it was kind of um trying to be I suppose a bit disciplined in the shooting one body one lens which I shot the whole trip just with that same body and same lens it's the same kit that I used in Tasmania it was the um, EOS R5 and the uh, 24 to 105 f4 RF lens and Again, it's just got, I suppose you get comfortable shooting with that. It takes away some of the, you know, I was talking to a fellow friend photographer who's been traveling around and talked about, they took a bunch of lenses and in the end, they end up kind of, 
pretty much trying to shoot with one lens. I ended up like putting a 35mm prime on the body and, and kind of tried to shoot with that because it was just making decisions sometimes about, oh, what, what lens should I take out today? And again, it kind of, I suppose, in a way, it puts that extra layer of pressure on you as a photographer. That if you, But if you only got one choice, then, then there is no choice. Like if you've got one lens, that's what you got. That's what you're going out with. That's what you're going to shoot with. So again, it's kind of like, I think it's kind of, it's pleasant to be able to do that sometimes is is to dumb it back a little bit. You know, when I'm at home, I've got all these lenses that I have in my kit that I can, and again, when I go on a shoot, I'll kind of pick a bunch of lenses I think I'm going to need, you know, I'll throw primes in, I'll throw a couple of zooms in. Ultimately, you know, re- when you look at it realistically, probably half the kit doesn't get used. Like it's there, oh, if I need it, I've got it. But, uh, you know, tip- typically... Those lenses don't go on the camera. I tend to work with something else that I've got there. So again, it's kind of interesting, I suppose, to to think about how you shoot as a photographer and how you kind of can peel things back and kind of, I suppose, dumb it down to a degree where it takes a bit of the pressure away and, and you can just concentrate on the photography side of things rather than worrying about what gear to take. And I see a lot of discussion with people and say, oh, I've got to shoot this particular event on such and such you know what lenses should i take and i think you know people come back and say oh you should take this and you should take that but at the end of the day whatever lens that you have you're going to make it work you're just going to find a way to make it work i mean if it's if it's a wide angle lens and you need to get closer you're going to physically walk closer you know what i mean to where the subject is and again you know the old saying about foot zoom i think you work you make what you make what you have work for the situation, for the given situation. And I think we kind of potentially we, we kind of I suppose our own worst enemies thinking that we need to have all these choices and options. And sometimes I think it's better to actually take away some of the choices and options and limit yourself to just just maybe one lens. So maybe if you haven't you know, maybe if your normal shooting habits are that you go out and you take a take a camera bag full of lenses and bits and bobs is that next time you go out just try and to be very disciplined in what you do and take out one camera and take out one lens and no matter what you shoot work to make that work like do whatever you need to do to kind of get the shots and and that type of stuff and I think it, it is really refreshing because it's just again it's kind of peeling it back and I think as we as you kind of start photography you a kind of hunger for getting new gear, getting new lenses to get new looks and that type of stuff. So you go through this period of time where, you know, you start off initially with a very simple kit and then you kind of start building up a bag full of lenses and, and accessories. And then you tend to find as you've been shooting for a while, then you start to go the other way where you start to use less and less kit. And talking to another photographer friend of mine just recently saying the same thing is that They've got a bunch of lenses that haven't, they can't even remember when they put them on the camera. They used to shoot with them all the time and they've just kind of changed their shooting habits to be able to, like I said, use less gear. And they said that their, their photography hasn't suffered for it. Uh, if anything, it's actually helped them improve their photography because they've actually thought more about the composition and the subject matter and all those types of things. And they actually, you know, made choices i suppose made you know made better choices potentially made better choices i think that's probably the way to put it 
So again, I think it's kind of always good to sit back and not, with photography in particular, is don't have a hard, fast kind of disciplined rule of how you have to do things. Um, I think you've just got to sometimes go with the flow, sometimes you just got to peel stuff back, and sometimes you just got to just see if there's another way of doing it and just why why you can maybe simplify it to make it make photography more I suppose to make it more pleasurable for you because sometimes like I said having the added stress of you know having all this gear and that type of thing and thinking well I need to use this or I need to use that sometimes you just simply don't need to do it and again that's what one of the things I suppose I've been learning again by getting out traveling around you're kind of relearning stuff all I suppose is it learning or are you evolving as a photographer? And it's a bit of both. I think you're learning stuff, but you're also evolving to understand that you can now shoot differently. You don't need a whole heap of gear in your bag. You can actually go out and get the shots with just some basic gear. And I'm, I know a few photographers, like I said, have really peeled it back to shooting with, you know, they've virtually gone back to more almost like a compact digital camera. So just to really make it, I suppose, simplify the matter like really simplify the process so and then just really as they told me that a lot of them just enjoying photography more now shooting that way rather than the way they maybe shot past so on this episode of focus you know talking about the idea about that going back to a or, or revisiting a site and trying to see what's different or trying to see what you missed the first time and like i said very surprised with the melbourne trip of you know how I could go back and I could find new stuff again. So what type of stuff was I actually shooting in Melbourne? Well, Melbourne is a place that's absolutely teeming with street art. Street art is literally everywhere. Everywhere you turn, you'll find some street art. There's some incredible street art. I mean, there's your you know your basic bog standard kind of street art, but some of the street art is next level. Like some of the Images painted on buildings and the huge, large-scale murals are stunning, absolutely stunning. And like I said, if you enjoy street art and you like that, you know, capturing that stuff. And the other thing is when there's this area of laneways that are just chockers full of street art, and what's so cool about it is people gather in those laneways. So you've got all these people buzzing around and they're, they're taking photos using the, the street art as backdrop for their photos and that type of stuff. But it's a real... It's a really great vibe because it's kind of like people are buzzing around and there's all this activity which again can work into really good street photography because you're telling a story about how people are interacting with that artwork so they're actually they're there they've got the camera or they've got their friend who they're photographing and they're interacting using the artwork on the walls to be a backdrop and again it's interestingly you know, it was interesting to see so many people out shooting like in the in the laneways. It was like thought this is really cool. All these people are out taking photos. It's so so cool that, that people are actually out there doing it. So and again, so if you if you're really, I suppose, looking for a place to a destination to go to and you really like street art, then Melbourne should be right up there. Um you can jump on and Google and have a little bit of a look on some of the stuff, but you'll that won't really unearthed most of it and like we talked about in last week's episode of focus about you know using local knowledge sometimes just talking to people you'll find there's a little laneway go down this little laneway yeah it's not really well signposted or it's well kind of advertised as having street art because there is a map you can get when you go to the to the information center 
in Melbourne, you can actually get a a map which details where some of the bigger pieces of street art are. So you can, and it's got a kind of a walking trail, and it's numbered, so you can start at one, and you can kind of follow the trail and capture the street art. Which which I used that because that was really handy, but it was all the side diversions along that along that trip. So that there was so many other places that weren't on that map that had street art. So I mean, I was just kind of looking constantly like i said using that process of sometimes going up the street one way and then crossing over and going up the street again from the other side and just seeing new things because you were just on a different you know you look across at a different way you're just seeing stuff that yeah you just kind of couldn't see when it's funny because when you're walking and you kind of got you know you can get tunnel vision sometimes and you don't actually notice what's above you or even necessarily kind of down below on the ground. But when you kind of change your position and you're walking, say, down the other side of the street, then when you turn around, you actually spot stuff that you just didn't see when you were on the other side of the street. So I think it's a really cool exercise to think about is to mix it up, change, you know, change it around to try and maximise so you can actually, I suppose, see as much as you can. And again, like I said, I was really blown away by the by the street art and just the vibe of it like it's a really cool vibe like to the level of but there's so many different types of street art i mean there's there was like sculptures and pieces like that which kind of was cool and the other thing which i thought was really cool there was um there was a whole bunch of street art which i saw where people had actually had glued like a sheet of newspaper to the wall and then they'd painted on the newspaper like used that as a canvas but leaving some newsprint, like so they might be painting it might be a painting of a person or something, and all around them is the newsprint. Again, I thought that's really cool. I hadn't really seen that style of of art before, but it's, it was really cool art because you've had the kind of these bits and pieces of news headlines and bits of bobs in there, and then you've got this picture that's been painted over the top of it. So again, I think it was very clever. Um a clever technique, and again it was just a different one. The other one I saw, which was interesting, there was a lot of frame pieces. So there was pieces that glued, you know, had images in frames that are glued to the wall of people's buildings. Um, I don't know how the people who own the buildings felt about that, but um, they seem to be surviving there. So no one's like coming along and chiseling them off. So obviously they're being tolerated. But again, it was kind of a mixture where some some areas you had all this stuff that was kind of was like you know, an outdoor art gallery because you've got all these frames and images and that type of stuff and again that was really interesting to see that in i suppose in a street scene when normally you know it's just like pressure paint cans have been painted or brush painted onto onto a structure and i think their thing is that there was a lot of very small pieces that were tucked in away some very clever like people had used a you know a um had painted on a window behind some bars you know, there's a picture of a person like if their hands coming forward, like they're you know they're in jail like they're behind the bars so they kind of used elements the physical elements that were there to help I suppose paint that paint that image or make that image feel more real because you you've almost thought that person's trying to it's going to grab those bars and shake it and try and get out from behind there even though you know it's just a painting on a, on the glass but again it was interesting to see how people I suppose different concepts that people have used and you know different techniques and again it's kind of i think that's the you know with street art there's no i suppose there's no set criteria it's kind of like 
it's anything goes. Like people can try any type of any type of medium, any type of discipline, and I think it's kind of cool that people are just out there trying stuff and just you know doing stuff differently. And I'd I think like there's a lot of obviously legal street art down there where obviously people had permission to do it, but I think there was also a lot of people who just taken the liberty to paint on different surfaces that maybe and then people have just kind of tolerated it and left it there because they hadn't been kind of attempted to be painted over or cleaned off and I think that's really cool and I think Melbourne's probably like I said have used the whole idea of street art as a bit of a tourist attraction because like I said there was so many people out with cameras capturing the street art like so it became like a destination photography like it was a destination that people went to to photograph which which is why i went there originally too because i went there to to capture that so i went there for that sole purpose of i knew i was going to photograph some street art so again it was cool to to see it what other lessons did i learn i learned that you you can do a lot of kilometers while you're chasing street art there five days and i actually walked um over 75 k's around the city and then that was 75 k's just on the feet catching trams and buses and trains and stuff around to other locations so i mean i covered a lot of ground over the five days but still i did a lot of actually a lot of walking so there was a lot of which again because some of the things you just need to go down like you just go down an alleyway and that was the other thing that amazed me what it just becomes like a rabbit warren because you go down this little laneway and then that opens into another laneway that then opens into another laneway that then goes for the back of a shop that ends up in an arcade and then you back out in another in another laneway. And again, it's just amazing how that structure have how like I suppose how buildings are built and then another building's built beside it and then, you know, this kind of little easements and little access corridors for people to get around. And again, it's just create all these little unique spaces that like i said have literally become like our outdoor which literally become like outdoor art galleries in a way because people are just using that space to to i suppose create stuff and um using it as a place to to exhibit it so again so like i said i I really enjoyed my time down there felt really safe getting around i mean i didn't really do much at night time in those type of areas, I reckon some of the areas could be a little bit sketchy at night. So during the day when it was plenty of people around, felt quite safe venturing down those little alleyways and things. And you could tell, like, you know, just sometimes some of the smells you smell in those alleyways, you know, at night time, you know, there's probably people living there and they're using those spaces as toilets and that type of thing as well, which is, you know, you're probably, again, better to visit those things during daylight hours rather than during at night time again i think it's just safer it's always and that's the thing i always say about any photography you do you should always be mindful of your own safety i think there's not a picture in the world capturing if you're going to end up um, putting yourself in danger or, or injuring yourself and that's why i say to people like some i see people sometimes climb up on structures that are probably not so great to, to climb on trying to get just trying to get a different photo but the potential of you know, an accident happening and you being injured or your camera being damaged is really high. So sometimes you do have to play that, you know, that safety game where you just don't kind of push the envelope too far. You just kind of um, do 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 stuff in a safe manner. And I think, like I said, no photo's worth, you know, getting yourself 
copying yourself an injury or or having something else happen to you because as a result of being somewhere. So yeah, on this episode, been kind of disposed unpacking a little bit about the trip to Melbourne. About so I know that people, more and more people now are starting to to get out and travel. And I know there's probably a lot of people out there sitting out there now listening that have either been back out traveling again or starting to travel again, and are probably starting to think about how that will affect their photography and how they'll maybe you know how they'll tackle it and what they'll do and and what gear to take and what type of things to photograph and like I said I mainly kind of did the street art stuff a little bit of street photography not a lot of actual what I call street photography a bit of scenic stuff like I mean when you get down around places like uh, Port Melbourne like Princess Pier and Princess Pier if you google that you'll see all these images of the old pylons from the pier that are still in the water and like there's quite a lot of them so it like with photography repetitive things make great photography i always think something if you've got a lot of repetitive um, elements in an image there's something pleasing about it so again it's kind of really some really interesting spots to get some kind of more scenic type shots and the other thing too there's some iconic buildings down there like the state library is is a is quite a i mean i'd seen heaps of images of people that taken inside the state library and i'd I was itching to kind of get in there and take some photographs myself. And again, it's such an iconic building and such an and you can get up to like the sixth or seventh level and look out over the, the library floor and it's quite phenomenal. Again, so that's sometimes like inside buildings, it's just there's some really cool shots to be had. And again, you just got to kind of find these places and get down there and, and shoot them. So hopefully you'll be thinking about maybe getting out, doing a bit more shooting, traveling around, but really take on board and think about when you, if you've been somewhere previously, think about if you can, go back and have a look at it and, and give it that kind of, give it that, you know, that second glance. Just have another look at it because there might be stuff there that you totally missed the first time that you'll really enjoy photographing. Until next time, this is Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. Enjoy your photography and we'll talk again real soon. See ya.